welcome to a new episode of Showing Up Solo. These days, it's not enough to be a small business owner. You also have to be an online marketing expert, an accountant, a website designer, a content creator, and the list goes on. You know how important marketing is, but if you're spending all your time selling your services, how will you have any time left to actually provide them? That's where Showing Up Solo comes in. Showing Up Solo is a video podcast giving you the ins and outs of online marketing from solopreneurs just like you. Tune in every other Wednesday for easy to implement advice, guest experts, and plenty of food analogies. Thanks for tuning in. And now, on to the main episode. showing up solo. Nicole and I are joined today by Becca from Inside the Square. Becca helps Squarespacers create and customize their websites. Becca, would you like to just tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. Hi, everybody. And thank you for having me, Hannah Nicole. Super excited to be here. I am a self-taught website designer turned educator, and I like to teach people how easy it is to make a amazing looking website using Squarespace. Um, We're really happy to have you with us because, you know, after having our own kind of connection with you, subscribing to your email list and everything that you kind of share with your followers... But also the fact that you're self-taught. I love that, you know, that's part of your story. So why don't you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always been an artist from like the very first time I picked up a crayon at like two years old. I've always loved to create and design things. But as far as my career went, it took a little sideways trajectory. I uh, I went to college for three whole months and rode away on the back of a motorcycle, literally never looked back. It was super fun. But I ended up digging into the world of being a tattoo artist for a couple of years. And then I realized people are really gross. That's not for me. So then I worked at Starbucks and I worked at a gas station deli and somehow stumbled into a software company where I ended up helping them with some search engine optimization for their website. It was super fun and I really enjoyed it. And I realized, wow, looking at your website, I could make this look so much better. So I started digging into website design and I worked with WordPress for a while and Adobe Muse and even dabbled around with Wix. But around 2015, I stumbled into Squarespace and it changed the game for me. It was so easy to build a beautiful website for my clients and I absolutely loved it. And I learned by doing just a little bit of Googling how to change the color of a button on a hover. That was the first code I ever wrote. And I was like, wait a second, I can customize everything. And I just dove headfirst into custom CSS and taught myself basically any design that I saw out there. I wanted to learn, okay, how do I do this? And over about three or four years, I ended up becoming the expert at CSS for Squarespace. And I started sharing my tips on YouTube. And uh, turns out Squarespace developers really wanted to learn all the things I had taught myself. So now I just teach other Squarespacers full time. Uh, That's my number one job. I don't work with clients anymore. I just work with Squarespacers on creating and customizing and teaching them how I learned how to code. 
So we don't use fancy terminology. I don't use all the things like pseudo element selector, that kind of stuff that is just a little too overwhelming for people who aren't full-time computer nerds who didn't go to college just like me. So we use terms like, hey, if you want it to do this fun thing, use this code name instead. And that's a really fun way for me to share with the world how to create amazing looking websites with just a little bit of code. <laughs> I I love I love that. I love your story because it also brings really true, I think, for Nicole and for myself, for sure, um, because I wasn't doing this before the pandemic. I was laid off in the pandemic. Before that, I was in admin. I was an executive assistant or I worked on reception at a law firm and before that was retail. So I didn't do any of this. Like before the pandemic, I always say my Instagram account was babies and cake. <laughs> it's just pictures of babies of my kids and cakes that I made. And I love then, it. Um, Suddenly I'm laid off in the pandemic and I decided to start a business and I started off as a virtual assistant, but then I had to learn how to market my services so I could get clients. And so I taught, I learned, I absorbed all the information I could to learn how to, how to market myself. And then people started approaching me saying, I love your Instagram. Can you do that for me? So it's such a similar story in the sense that like, just having to learn for the sake of learning. And then, and then suddenly it became like a, um, it became a service that I was providing. And, and I think it's the same for you, Nicole, isn't it? Yeah, uh, very much. So it was like, you're just self-taught the whole way through, but I know that you and I've had this conversation, Hannah, where like, uh, you find a lot of, um, business owners where they have this, like, they feel this, need to have this level of professionalism when they're teaching some kind of program or marketing or whatever. And you just want something that's really like relatable that you can understand. Like, so the fact, Becca, you're like, you know, if you want to do this, do this fun thing. Like to me, that's like, yes, I can, I can learn that. I don't have to do all this crazy studying. And people just don't have time for that. They want someone that they can like, you know, connect with and relate with and learn from like that's how people grow and that's how they you know become more successful absolutely and i think we are so so lucky to be living in the age of google and youtube where people are out there just helping each other with this information and i have a course that teaches people like all the specific details but for my weekly tutorials i love to be just super specific to help people with exactly what they need. I've got one coming out about how to customize the calendar. Someone's gonna Google, how do I customize the calendar in Squarespace? And I want them to see, they don't need to know the selectors that you use for a list section mobile adjustment. They just need to know the calendar. They need to know if you want this date to be this color, write this in your custom CSS. So that's, it's so funny that you say that because that's how I found you. I stumbled upon you um, early 2021, I was launching something and someone's like, you need to have a countdown timer on your sales page. And I was like, oh, I have Squarespace. I don't know how to do that. So I Googled how to add a countdown timer to your Squarespace page. And lo and behold, up you came. I took your tutorial. I did what you said. And then I was like, okay, that's going to knows her stuff. So so I subscribed from then. And um, and I like, I have like every time your emails come through, I may not always have time to read them, but I know that they're there. It's like one of those things where it's like, I've got this like encyclopedia 
of specific codes that I could use anytime I wanted to. And oh, that's um, awesome. And you know what that, okay, so that kind of brings me on to another topic because obviously you know what you're doing with search engine optimization because like, obviously you know how you're doing because what you're doing. Cause like I Googled what I was looking for and I found you. So I would love you to share some insights from our audience. I think SEO is a bit of a jargony term that can be off-putting. So yeah. love your insights for our audience. Yeah, absolutely. So SEO is the first kind of uh, what I considered my grown-up job <laughs> was working on search engine optimization, but this was back in 2007. That was when Facebook was still for like just now starting like to work with businesses. Pinterest was invite only. Instagram didn't even exist yet. Like SEO was pretty much the only way we had to really reach an audience online. And I feel very lucky because even though I learned this stuff oh so long ago, the basic principles of it are still exactly the same. The whole concept is that your website needs to have content relevant to what people are searching. Google's number one job, the reason why people keep going back to Google, the one thing that they're great at is serving up a result that's going to give you the answer you're looking for. So they're constantly adjusting their algorithm to keep up with our language and the way we use the search engine itself. But their number one job is to say, hey, you're looking for this. This website is related to that. So that's the way I've kind of structured the content of my blog. Instead of saying, uh, again, using those terminology, like fancy web things, instead of saying calendar selectors for Squarespace CSS, I'll type in or I'll title it, how to change the calendar in Squarespace or how to customize your search bar how to create a countdown timer in Squarespace, because that's what you're going to Google. You're not going to Google, well, you might, but you're not <laughs> likely going to Google countdown plugin for Squarespace free, you know, something like that. That doesn't sound very language specific. It's not really a sentence. It's not really how we talk. So I try to structure the title of my blog with that. And I'll put that sentence inside the actual blog text and I'll title my video that. And Google says, hey, that's in the title. That's in the text. That's the title of the video on that page. This page must be related to that. Let's push that higher in search results to see if they're going to click on that and get what they need. So that's kind of the basics of how I structure it and how SEO really can work for even something small, just like one person's blog on Squarespace. Well, that's, see, and I, I love how you've explained it in such a simple and easy to mm -hmm. access way. It's basically, because I, I think that's a big mental block for a lot of service providers um is um and I often I often talk about the you know that that quote from friends you know, they don't know that we know that they because <laughs> a lot of service providers we know what we we have identified a problem and we've created a solution but our audience don't always know that that is their problem like like you said like they don't know that they need custom code they just need know that they need a calendar yeah <laughs> and so they're not going to be searching because, like you said, they're not going to search the customer, they're going to search for the calendar. And it's just remembering that you have to put yourself in your audience's shoes. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess it all just boils down to being clarity is kindness. Absolutely. Yeah. And something I'd like to add to that, thinking about the terminology that people use and your service-based providers, uh, like a great example would be a yoga studio. Instead of typing out like the fancy official yoga term for whatever that pose is, Putting something in there about uh, 
stress relieving yoga. You know, writing an article about that might be something that your people, your potential customers would be Googling, you know, yoga for stress relief or yoga for anxiety. Instead of listing out like the actual name of the pose or the name of the technique, they're not going to know that terminology yet. They're still jumping into the sphere there. So I think it's important to really focus on the words people are using rather than the official terms that you, a professional, might be super familiar with. I love that you shared that because I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is that they feel because they're so, that's their whole world. That's what they've been living in that terminology that they feel like that's other people, they're wanting to share that with other people or they feel like their colleagues in that world also will see them. But when you're trying to expand your reach and bring more people to you, using that simple terminology, like be relatable to people, meet people where they're at. Like Hannah said, you know, stand in their shoes. What would they be looking for? So yeah, that's a really great tip. So yeah, obviously SEO comes in big. Like I think a lot of people don't realize that some of their favorite social media platforms are actually just search engines like YouTube. And Pinterest and actually Instagram. Instagram's also a search engine. Yeah. Um, if you want to, like, you type in things in the search bar. So um, that's so that's why I think SEO is super important. But I, I also want to just get on to whether you need a website or not, because I think this is a big roadblock for a lot of people. They're like, they either Frankenstein something together <laughs> at the beginning and, and are too scared to do anything with it, or like it's being in the works for a long time and they're like a little afraid to launch it so what what's your opinion when it comes to websites how important are they when you're starting out with your marketing yeah i have a feeling you you already know my answer to this one (laughs) i think websites are incredibly important but for one main reason and that's because that is the only platform that you can control Instagram can take down your account. YouTube can change your URL or shut you down as well. Like even on Pinterest, all of a sudden someone can flag one of your pins and they won't be able to find, you know, your the way to contact you through the link in your bio or anything along those lines. All of those social media platforms are controlled by those companies themselves. Your website is the only place that you can make sure, hey, this information is here and there's a contact form. If someone needs to get me, here it is. Uh, I think it would just be absolutely terrible if you build your entire business just on a Facebook page and don't give them anywhere to link. And then all of a sudden you get locked out of your account because you forgot your password and you can't reach your DMs or anything along those lines. That's just a nightmare that is possible. So I recommend having a website because it is yours and it is a place you can always send people. But the number one thing that I want to remind people when they're getting ready and just are super afraid to launch something is that a website isn't permanent. You can always change it. It's not going to live exactly the way it is in infamy. Like you can absolutely change content on there, try a sentence and change your tagline or change your entire business model. It's totally up to you. But as long as you have one home on the internet, one hub for people to find you and your information, that's where you've got to start. So don't be too intimidated about like, oh, I don't think this picture is the right size, or I'm probably going to want to change those icons later, or do I really want this color for my brand? All of those decisions can be changed. It's a website. You can update it easily. But that's also why I'm on Team Squarespace. I mean, you can hop in there and make a change super fast. It's a WYSIWYG editor, which stands for what you see, what you get. 
So you don't have to worry about like typing things out in WordPress and then going to look at the preview and then going back and making some changes and then going to look at the preview again. All of that's gone. In Squarespace, you type it, you see it. You change a color, you see what it looks like in relation to other colors. It makes it so much easier to edit. But don't be afraid to press that launch button because it's not permanent. That's, you know, what? it's interesting that you just said that, like just having a website. So, you know, knowing that, you know, this is your recommendation, what would be like the first or, you know, what would you see as the important pages that someone should include their website when they're launching it? Great question. I think that it really just uh, goes out to like the introduction, who you are, what you do and how to reach you. Those are like the three things that you need to have on there, who you are, what you do, and how to reach you. There are plenty of different techniques for creating really engaging copy on a website, different techniques for the problem solution text and that kind of stuff. But before you dig into any of those things, it's just really important to recognize that those are the three things that you need to have, even if it's just on one page. One page that says, hi, I'm so-and-so, this is what I do. And then there's a contact form. Like that's literally all you need to get started. And one of my favorite features in Squarespace is the not linked section. When you build a site, you can have one main page and then you can build your entire website in a separate folder that no one can navigate to until you're ready to launch. So you can keep working on it behind the scenes, but anyone who wants to know who you are, what you do and how to reach you, that page is there ready to rock. Yeah, I have to say, I, I love that not linked. I, I, I'm often helping my clients with their uh, their Squarespace websites and that not linked, it's just clutch. <laughs> and you can always, you can always unenable the page too. But I also think it's really good when you want to have, for example, your social media link in bio. Um, mm -hmm. We're encouraging our clients to put that on Squarespace because if they land on, if they click on the link in bio, even though it's still set up the same with the buttons, mm -hmm. they're on your website already. Right. And you don't necessarily want that in the main navigation or even the footer navigation. You you want it, but you still want to attach to your site. And so you can just, just use that URL for your social media link in bio, but it still gets them to your website. Absolutely. And we can pull that back around into SEO as well. As great as link in bio is, and sometimes I'll use it when I've got a lot of posts and stuff going on out there. But I also have an actual link page with just buttons that is specific for my social media traffic because it boosts the traffic to my site. When Google sees that more people are going to your website, it's like, hey, there's some stuff on here that people want to know about. Google tracks that information through analytics. And if they can see I've got higher traffic on my site, if I'm sending people there instead of link in bio and then to my site, it's just removing that extra step and getting me just a little bit more credit in the eyes of Google. Ooh, good tip. Love that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. That's a, that is a great tip, but I think a lot of people don't, don't even think that, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. You don't have to pay for a service because it's just another page on your website. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of paying for, for website services, obviously Squarespace isn't free. So what would you say? I mean, obviously I know you're in the Squarespace camp, but why would you why would you say that someone should start off with Squarespace versus a free platform? 
I feel like with the free platforms, you're going to deal with a lot of advertisements on there. That's usually a go-to and those will be competing with your own messaging, which is a bit of a struggle. Like if they're on your website and they see flashy banners advertising the actual platform you use to build it, they might be more inclined to engage with that than actually fill out the form and work with you. Someone could get distracted really easily because that's an advertisement's job to distract you and bring you somewhere else. So trying to make sure that they focus on your own site is super important. But I also want to add that the features and security that are built right in, I feel like that's worth the cost of it. You don't have to worry about purchasing an SSL, super fancy tech terms here, that stands for secure sockets layer. And it's a way of saying this website won't steal your information because it's locked. Kind of a long story there. We won't get into too much of the tech stuff. But Squarespace takes care of that security for you. It takes care of your hosting. It takes care of your domain. Like you can do it all in one platform. So you don't have to worry about connecting different accounts, spending time on tech support hours to try and get your server to respond to your other hosting server and getting all that stuff connected. You can do everything in one spot. And for me, I feel like that's worth the investment. They are still competitively priced compared to some other people. But back in the days of like using WordPress, I had to find a hosting provider. I had to find the domain. I had to get different plugins to make my contact form work and install a CAPTCHA. Squarespace does it all. It's just like a sigh of relief. Like I'm willing to to pay a little bit extra so I don't have to find all of those puzzle pieces and fit them together on my own. Yeah. I would also even make the comment that uh, Squarespace has really good customer service. Every time I've ever had an issue and I send an email of like, I'm getting, I'm getting this error. I can't make this change. They're like that to respond to me, which is always nice because you're in the moment. You want to get that answer right away. Um, yeah. So they've been quick to respond to any questions I've ever had. Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that too. I've had the same experience. I am literally a Squarespace professional. This is my jam and my job, but I kid you not, every single time I need to transfer my domain to a new site, I've done it about three times, I always hop on live chat. I'm like, okay, guys, I need some hand-holding. I literally say that in the live chat and they walk me through it step-by-step just to make sure all of the, you know, I's are dotted, T's are crossed. Their support staff is so knowledgeable that I use them on a regular basis too. Yeah. I also love like just the built-in design options for Squarespace. You don't need to have a lot of techie knowledge. You don't need to have a good eye for design because you can just use their templates and their pre-designed things. I know a bit of that's changing now because they've got their new, uh, is it Flow Engine? Fluid Engine. You were so close. Yep. Fluid engine. And I completely agree. What I, what I like to say is that it's really easy to make a good looking Squarespace website. And with a little bit of custom CSS, you can make it great. I love that. I love that. Well, um, we're, we could talk about this all day long, I'm sure. But um, just in the interest of time, Becca, what would be your key takeaways for our audience or or the lessons you'd like them to leave with um, before we go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the number one thing that I want to mention is get your Squarespace site out there or any website. It doesn't have to be that platform, just my preference, but go ahead and launch your website. Don't be so nervous about making it perfect. Getting something out there that you can control so people understand who you are, what you do, and how to reach you. That's the number one job. Just get your website up and running and make it look amazing later. 
And then the other thing I want to mention is that SEO is not something that's scary. The number one job of search engine optimization or that whole concept of it is to make sure that your website is giving relevant content to what people are searching. So use the terms that they use. Be familiar with your audience. You don't have to be super formal. And SEO isn't that scary. It's something that, again, you develop over time. So get your website out there. Work on that SEO later on and rest assured that we're all learning this together. <laughs> Use YouTube and Google anytime you have a specific question. And uh, yeah, you've got this. I love that. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you for joining us today. And is there anything like you would like to share how people could reach you or, um, or even your website? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm at insidethesquare.co. If you're brand new to Squarespace, I'm launching my Getting Started mini course, which just walks you through literally everything. I've got a couple videos on my YouTube channel, like how to build a Squarespace website in 10 minutes, literally 10 minutes. It's pretty awesome. So we'll try to link to that below. But if you head on over to youtube.com forward slash inside the square, that's where I hang out all the time. And you will find hundreds of tutorials on creating and customizing your site. Yeah. And you, uh, you will love Becca's tutorials because they're just, they're so, they're plain English. They're easy to follow. There's no, no, like this magic behind the curtain or anything, you know, everything's super clear and easy to follow. Um, so you'll love it. And we'll definitely, we're going to put links to all your, all your stuff in the description box, um, in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me here today, too. It was so nice to meet you face to face. And I do want to recommend your audience as well. I was listening to your podcast earlier this week, just absolutely binging your episodes. And episode 13 about LinkedIn marketing is going to change the game. That's my Sunday right there. I'm going to step up my LinkedIn marketing. That was with, I think it was with Aaron Anderson. That's a great episode. Highly recommended. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Becca. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. And until next time. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you're a fan of the Showing Up Solo podcast, you can show your support by liking, commenting, sharing, or leaving a review. Want to spend less time on your marketing and make better content? Head to showingupsolo.com to grab your free copy of our Full Circle Content Guide the same time-saving method we use for creating our own content. Need more help getting your marketing in order? Learn how to build a marketing plan while working smarter, not harder. Our Setup for Success package gives you everything you need to create a marketing plan that is low maintenance, high impact, and perfect for generating consistent leads. Head to showingupsolo.com for more info. See you next episode.